Hi, welcome to the Prescription Podcast. This podcast is being developed with the aim to keep the public informed with the relevant and updated health information. This podcast is hosted by me, Ian, and Zikchin. I'm a gastroenterologist practicing in Kuala Lumpur. And I'm a general surgeon also practicing in Kuala Lumpur. Right, so we are on to episode 6. And today we're going to talk on a topic that is very familiar to many of you. Gastritis or gastric. I think a lot of people self-diagnose or will be at some point of time in their life when they see a the doctor with some tummy ache and they've been diagnosed with gastric. Actually, gastric means stomach. Yeah. It's not a condition by itself. Yeah. Right, sorry. So gastritis, you know, with an IS at the back means inflammation. So to the public, gastritis means inflammation of the lining of the stomach. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, I mean just using the word gastric because I think people are familiar with it. Yeah, Not to defend fact, myself, actually, but yeah. <laughs> we ourselves also sometimes use yes. this, this term because just because the public understand that. Yeah, it's a bit more, more familiar, right? Yeah. But yeah, the, the correct terminology is gastritis. And I guess the symptom that is most commonly complained, <laughs> I guess, is uh, dyspepsia, right? It's this feeling of burning sensation. Yeah, so commonly people will come with abdominal pain. Yes. So usually upper abdominal pain. Yes, yeah. so it's just uh, above the belly button. Yeah, somewhere above, above there. slightly below the yes. ribs, yeah, just because the stomach sits there, yep. right? And uh, also another common symptoms uh, that people complain are bloating, mm-hmm. heartburn, mm-hmm. Um, nausea sometimes, some people may vomit, but I think heartburn, pain and bloating are very common. Correct complaints that people will present to their doctors, yeah? Mm. So, yeah, I think most patients may probably, I, I don't know, present to the doctor because of some form of tummy pain, right? And after a few questions, examination, the doctor will probably treat with some medication, right? Yeah. So, I think very importantly is the character and the nature of the pain that mm. you have to look into it as well. Yeah. Yep. Whether the pain does go to other parts of the body, for example, your shoulder or you to the back, yeah? You have to inform the treating doctor if you do experience that kind of uh, presentations, yeah, that associate with your pain. What age do these people normally present with? Actually, I know the answer, but yeah, I'll let you answer that. <laughs> well, I think in this time and age, I think everyone stands a chance of getting these symptoms. Yeah. yeah. I see a lot of teenagers coming in as well. Oh, really? I was just about to say they don't get, I guess, it's it's changed. I think the epidemiology has changed. Okay. The presentation and has changed. Why is that? I mean, what causes the change? And I mean, basically, what causes gastritis? Well, many, many reasons that actually causes gastritis. I think the common ones are probably exposure to painkillers, yep. yeah, over-the-counter drugs. It's quite okay. easily available. Uh, aches and pains, and they would just go to the pharmacy to buy some painkillers over-the-counter. But not all types of painkillers, right? I mean, because yeah. we have different types. So specifically, we're talking about what we call... Specifically, we're talking about NSAIDs, right. which is yeah. called non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. Yeah, so a regular and Panadol, certain opioid drugs which are like well I'll just put it out there like tramadol or morphine those wouldn't cause we're talking about specifically NSAIDs specifically NSAIDs yes. yeah and aspirin yes which aspirin. is also available and many people are actually taking it for specific reasons yeah okay. usually heart and yeah. prevention so you mentioned about painkiller like 
morphine yep. and opioid group. Mm. I think those are medications that require specific prescriptions mm. are not available over the counter. Correct. Yeah, okay. basically. So other reasons are commonly, I think we hear about infections, H. pylori infections specifically. The prevalence in Malaysia is actually quite high. Oh, really? Um, I, thought, I thought we'd have less. Yeah, it's lesser these days. It's yeah, lesser these days. But I think about 50% of the populations, yeah, especially race, Chinese. 50%. And Indian. So I mean, among the both of us, one of us might actually have H. pylori. Wow. I think I better go check. Next time I have uh, some tummy, I'm going to go check for H. pylori, man. <laughs> yeah, in fact, that's the first thing that you... Yeah. would want to check yeah okay. oh, I, I mean not saying that you actually need an endoscopy or something like that but uh, urea breath test or yeah. do antigen test is actually yeah. very sensitive to okay. it I'll think about it okay. right. other reasons yeah uh, other rare causes like alcohol smoking people who have severe illnesses I mean mm. those we do see a bit more in the hospital but not on the general populations yeah. and certain inflammatory conditions as well that yeah. would actually contribute to the cause of gastritis so I think other than the rest, only H. pylori and painkillers, which is a pretty much direct cause of the gastritis, mm. many of which um, are the underlying condition that actually causes the gastritis, where yeah. treatment would be just treating the underlying condition. Yeah. So you did mention about patients being in a hospital and then that causing them to have gastritis. Sometimes we call them also stress ulcers, right? So I'm sure... I'm sure some uh, regular folk are going to hear that and say, do stress cause me to have gastritis? Dr. Wong, would you like to answer that question? Those stressed and the stress that we mentioned earlier, the stress ulcer that developed in the hospital are very different. Okay. okay? The patient who developed stress ulcer in the hospitals are already having some underlying illnesses or diseases. Like you mentioned earlier, yeah. okay. We especially see all these kinds of ulcer in patients in ICU. Mm. Yeah, so you can imagine, yeah, the stress, the daily kind of daily stress that people usually encounter. You know, have a stressful lifestyle and all that. That does not directly cause That's gastritis not at all. <laughs> so if someone's really highly having a highly stressed out job and they have abdominal pain, it's probably what in, irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> I. I, I, I you know, I mean, people want to know, right? There's stress, you know. I, I have patients coming to me and like, doctor, you know, you know, he has, he has gastritis, right? I'm, I'm sure it's due to the work, you know, the stress all the time. You know, tell him to work less. That probably may not really cause an inflammation per se, you see, but, on the lining of the stomach. Yep. That would cause something else, which you call functional ah, disorder. So, so it does okay. cause so something. It does cause it may you not to experience some symptoms. Okay. But it may not cause structural abnormalities. Okay, okay. you're going too deep there. But okay, <laughs> uh, basically, bottom line, it does not cause gastritis. It does not cause. It gastritis. causes symptoms Ulcers. that are similar to gastritis, but it does not outrightly cause gastritis. Bottom yeah, line. you're right. Thank you for okay. summarizing. All right, just making it clear. Okay, so the next question all Malaysians would like to ask, and I'm pretty sure, you know, is does my diet cause gastritis? Doctor, he eats so much chili, spicy food all the time. Does that cause gastritis? Oh, it's a, a legit question, right? I'm sure you get it all the time because I do. Yeah, I do as well, actually. Yeah. It's a day-in, day-out question. Exactly, right? right? Well, again, 
no strong evidence that actually support the specific type of food that actually causes inflammation. But, but they do bring about symptoms. Yep. Okay, They yep. do contribute in a way or another to the aggravation of the symptoms, especially your spicy food, mm. mainly because of the capsaicin, capsaicin the compound. Capsaicin, yeah. yeah, capsaicin that actually causes and triggers the, the symptoms that you're actually experiencing. Some people do mention coffee, but mm-hmm. this is all very individualized and yep. also depend on the amount that you take, right? Yep. But again, you know, remember there is no strong evidence scientifically that actually supports this. Yeah. So, I mean, possibly it may not have caused the gastritis, but it can probably exacerbate. Could I say yeah. that correctly? So we do still advise to avoid yeah. the trigger factor, the food yep. that actually triggers the symptoms. Many a times, actually, patient themselves or individual themselves will be able to tell you what they have experienced with different different type of food and what are the symptoms they actually bring about. So generally, avoid the triggers would mm. actually help you to improve the symptoms that you're actually experiencing. Okay. So, I mean, we've, we've kind of touched on the causes of gastritis, right? And I guess the next thing as you've kind of already touched on is basically treatment. So if someone is diagnosed with gastritis, so... Okay, first questions, first before we talk about treatment, before I forget, can we just diagnose gastritis based on symptoms? Are we happy to do that or does one need to run additional tests? So I think if it is a first presentation mm-hmm. okay, or there is no alarming symptoms. Okay. Alarming symptoms meaning there is no evidence of bleeding, there is no loss of weight, loss of appetite, yeah? There is no difficulty in swallowing. Yeah, you, you don't feel full immediately after taking a meal. We call it early satiety. Yeah, you feel full fast. Yeah, right. You feel full fast. I think we can give a trial of treatment. Okay. Okay. Yep. Well, for a period of four to eight weeks, depending on whether you respond or not. Mm. Right. I think if the symptom does not improve, yeah. I think we give it a four weeks. Yep. It, it's best to revise the problem, relook into the problem, and you may probably need a step up of the treatment or further investigations yeah. to look for the underlying problem. So interestingly enough, we have a multitude of treatments for gastritis, ranging from things over-the-counter right, uh, yeah. to prescribe drugs. Now, do they all work equally? Aha, all the hard questions today. Do they all work equally? Because, I mean, honestly speaking, uh, in my experience, I, I have given patients so-called the stronger medication, but it says, I mean, they say it doesn't work, but they buy over-the-counter and it works somehow. I don't know. What's your experience? Yeah, definitely many, many types, <coughs> ranging from, I think, commonly what we know as antacids. Yep. They come in liquid form or they come in tablet form. These are immediate relief. Yeah, they are alkalized, as the name implies, antacid. Antiacid. Antiacid. Yep. Yeah, they counter the, the acids in the stomach. Yeah, so it brings about immediate symptom relief. Mm. Yeah. Subsequently, we have what we call proton pump inhibitor and H2 blocker. Yep. These are the two treatments. Some of them are actually available over the counter as well. Many people self-medicate, but the question is how long you should and how long... Sorry, proton pump meters are over-the-counter as well, really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. All right. Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry, carry yeah. on. 
they are they are sold over the counter. Of course, you know, um, in certain countries, certain types of PPI are over the counters. Uh-huh. Uh, certain uh, the higher one, the stronger ones uh, will require some prescription. Mm. Right? Will require a prescription. Okay. Okay. There are also newer newer drugs, uh, but I, I, yeah, let's not go there. I think these are the more common ones, right? So I guess uh, in that sense, you, we can start with those, uh, as we mentioned about antacids, and if that doesn't improve, they can always progress to something. Uh, I think it's time to see a doctor if yeah. your symptom doesn't go off with antacid itself. Okay. Yeah? So, so you've seen a doctor. A doctor probably prescribed something like a H2 blocker or... Uh, a proton pump inhibitor, as you mentioned earlier on, how good of a time frame do we say that uh, it's it's working, you know, and we don't need to investigate further? Yeah, we give it a four to eight weeks. Same thing, right? Yeah, four to eight it's weeks. the same thing. Okay. Okay. Right. So usually the treating doctor would always want to review back, yep. yeah, the symptoms, and they will give appropriate advices. Mm. If the symptom doesn't go off, doesn't improve. They will refer you to a, a specialist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for the investigation. A uh, little note to the self is is that you know after four to eight weeks, you know, things don't seem to quite improve. Just ask your doctor. You know what's next, right? May need to do further investigation to determine what exactly is the cause of this tummy discomfort or pain. Okay, so. In summary, gastritis can be caused by many things, most commonly H. pylori. Of course, we've mentioned lifestyle doesn't really actually cause it. Uh, Most commonly, it's still H. pylori or underlying medications uh, like NSAIDs, right? So if you do have any kind of discomfort, if it's not too bad, I guess you can start off with over-the-counter medication, mostly antacids, but you know, after maybe, I don't know, cut it down to four weeks, if things are not improving, you know, things persist, you probably should see a doctor. And after whatever that's prescribed by the doctor seems to not improve also another four to eight weeks, best to investigate further, right? I think the key thing that I've been signaled by my co-host is H. pylori. Get it checked out. She just, you know, I, I don't know. 50%, that's like one in two people have it. So either she or I have H. pylori or hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully well, not. anyway, with H. pylori is common yep. right? and it's association with stomach cancer. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, it's there. Okay. Therefore, we would want to treat every single H. pylori that we've come across, we detected, whether the patient is having symptoms or no symptoms. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, treatments are so different, right? It's not right? just it's not just the medication that we've mentioned this on. I mean, there is a dose of antibiotics that comes with. Yeah. yeah. The treatment of H. pylori is with antibiotics. There's different tiers of antibiotics, and some H. pylori are easy to treat, and some are difficult to treat. Mm. Therefore, the duration of antibiotics that we actually provide is between one to two weeks. And you, after being treated for H. pylori, after completion of the antibiotics, the course of antibiotics, you're actually advisable to check for eradication by using a urea breath test or a stool test. Mm. Right? So that's very important. And the duration between checking for eradication after completion of antibiotics has to be at least four weeks. So remember four weeks, okay? So if it is 
still positive, then your treating doctor would, would want to change another type of antibiotics. So we will go on treating till it is eradicated simply because the association with gastric cancer. The risk of cancer. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you are symptomatic. Yeah. Symptomatic in terms of pain. Okay. Abdominal pain. Right. Bloating. Same symptoms, same basically. Same symptoms, yeah. Okay. They do present, people with H. pylori infection do present with the similar symptoms as well, ranging from having symptoms to no symptoms at all, actually. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I hope we've been clear. We've kind of circled around a little bit, but I think we've talked about the causes, we've talked about treatment, and we talk talked about proper monitoring in terms of whether to proceed for further investigation or not, Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think that's all we have for today. Just not to prolong any further. Keep it nice, sweet, and short. All right. We thank you for listening today to our podcast. And if you have any questions, do email us at prescriptionpod, P R E S C R I P T I O N P O D at gmail.com. Yep. Until next episode. Thank you very much for listening in. Bye. Thank you. Bye.